Be ready to say amen and agree with what he's saying because it's right from the word of the Lord and directed by the Holy Spirit just for you. Okay, so be blessed. Here you are. Amen. Amen. That's a good word right there. <laughs> wow, welcome again this morning and happy new year. Isn't it, isn't it great, eh? The first Sunday of a new year. Everyone had a bit of R&R over Christmas and New Year? We got our R&R series starting today. It's, uh, it's a five-part series. This week, it's going to be rest and re refocus. Next week, rest and receive. And uh, rest and, and revive, then rest and rebuild, and rest and restore. Five weeks in January. So I'll just have a sleep and... Uh... <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. It's all good. <clears throat> You know, many pulpits across the land and throughout the world preach the Christian and not the Christ. Hey? I think it's good to be out of rest because Jesus said it is finished. Many Christians have been, today have been taught that Christianity is all about doing rather than about what's been done by him. And here at Excite, we're just uh, excited because we've come to find that there is a rest in the Lord Jesus Christ that just is out of this world. And when we focus on Him and trust in Him, we come into this place of peace and rest. And we work from a place of peace and rest. You see, according to, the, uh, to a, a Greek legend, uh, an ancient Athens man noticed a great storyteller story playing childish games down in the street with the children. And so he mocked and jeered at the storyteller and asked him why was he wasting all that time there. And the storyteller responded by picking up a bow. You know, when you've got a bow and arrow, you know what a bow is? Do we know what a bow is in this modern world? I guess we do. It's an old-fashioned gun. <laughs> a bow. Okay. And... Uh, he said to the critical Athenian, he said, now answer the riddle if you can. Tell me what is, he took, because what he did, he took the string off and he laid the bow out without the string on. He said, what, what is the un, what's the riddle of the unstrung bow? And the man looked at it for several moments, had no idea what point the storyteller was trying to make. So the storyteller explained, if you keep a bow always bent, it will break eventually. But if you let it go slack, it will be more fit for use when you want it. That's quite good, isn't it, eh? I don't know if anyone here uses a bow and arrow, do you? You do? And you take the, uh, take the string off and relax it, hopefully. And that's like life. Do you ever feel like you're like a very tight, strung, wound up sort of bow? Sometimes it's good to get some R&R, &R, isn't it, eh? Good to rest, good to relax. We'll be of more use if we learn to rest in Christ, wouldn't we? Eh? Rest. This year, we want to start the year with rest. So feel free to have a sleep here as I preach today. <laughs> See, often the reason uh, why we struggle in life is because we uh, focus on ourselves. And Christianity is not all about what we can do, or not all about our ability or inability, but about just looking to Jesus. It's about what he is able to do and what he has done. You know, when I was 17, I hit a car head on with my motorbike and I had a year off work 
And you could say it was a year of resting, but it wasn't. It was a year of anxiety and stress and striving. It's not what God wants for us to go through in life. I got depressed. I got into drug and drinks and all all sorts of things because I wasn't able to work. And uh, the devil very quickly found work for idle hands. And, uh, but praise God, when I was 20, I came to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I came to find a rest and a peace in Him. And it's, it surpasses all understanding. It is just amazing. And since I've been a believer or in Christ, there have been times when I've moved out of that rest, and I get and anxiety creeps in, and the striving comes in. But God wants us just to learn to rest in the Lord every day. He can, do, he can do so much in our lives that we can't do. You know, way back in the beginning, when God created the earth, heaven and the earth in six days, on the seventh day, he rested. Now, that wasn't because God got tired and he needed to have a sleep, because he doesn't slumber or sleep, the Bible says. We do, and that's a good thing. Wouldn't want God to go to sleep. Can you imagine that? All the planets will start crashing together, and maybe not. Maybe that's a bit fanciful, eh? But what did it say there in Genesis 2, verse 3? It says, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it or made it holy or set it apart. Because in it, he rested from all his work which God created and made. And he did it for us. See, Jesus said, the Sabbath, man wasn't made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. The rest was made there for man. God wanted to teach us right, right from the beginning of time that if you rest, you're going to be far more effective. It's like that bow when you take the string off and you relax it and let off the tension. You're going to be far more effective. God didn't bless, it didn't say he blessed the six days when man was working hard out. He blessed the seventh. Do you know he will bless, when you have a rest, he will bless the time that you do nothing more than the time when you do something. Yeah, that goes against our little our thinking, doesn't it? That's amazing. He blessed the seventh day and set it apart. He made it holy. So then we'll have a look at Hebrews 4. Who's got a Bible? Come on, hold up your phones, that's it. Laptops, no. iPads, is it? Nothing like the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to read in verse 9 and 10. Now, Hebrews is all about rest uh, in chapter 4, the rest that remains for the people of God. We're just going to read two verses there. And really, the writer here is talking about, well, Joshua didn't necessarily give them rest in Canaan. Well, he did, he did, but there was still a rest that remains for the people of God. And now the children of Israel wandered for 40 long years in the wilderness, and God fed them, and they they slowly learned the lesson to trust in God, perhaps, Many of them didn't. They died of disobedience in the wilderness. And we don't want people today even excite dying of disobedience in the wilderness. And, uh, but we want to enter into the rest that we have in Christ, the Cana rest. Jesus is our Cana rest today. The land flowing with milk and honey is Jesus himself for us in the New Testament. New life in Christ. And so in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 9, it says, So there remains a Sabbath rest or a rest for the people of God, for the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works as God did from his. Cease from his own works. 
When you come to rest in Christ, it's no longer about what we can do. It's no longer about my ability. It's all about what he is able to do and what he has done. He is quite capable without my help. Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and I can trust him with my whole life. The Sabbath rest, when it comes to rest, see our, our message today is rest and refocus. The Sabbath rest for us today is not Saturday, although it's good to have a day off a week. For me, it's Monday. It's not Sunday. Some people have this big argument about whether, uh, you know, what day should we be keeping. Is it now in the New Testament? Is it Sunday now? Is it the uh, holy day, you know? We don't observe one day above the other as such, although I do love to come and meet with the people of God on a Sunday because it's the first day of a new week and a new beginning in Christ. And I love to remember that. I love to give the first of my day and the best of my time and energy and my finances to the Lord because I know He blesses it when I just give it to Him. Well, give my whole life to Him. He can do more than I can do with all my striving. But it's neither Saturday nor Sunday. But have a rest one day, for goodness sake, because you'll accomplish more if you have a day off every week and you take time out to rest than you can if you don't. If you work seven days, you'll accomplish less. I can tell you that. Even in the old days, they used to rest the ground and the crops for one year, every seven years, you know. Leave the ground fallow, let it re get restored, you know. Give it a year off instead of just hard out pulling the goodness out of the soil all the time. If we'd only learn the lesson, eh? But for us, the rest is not the Saturday or the Sunday. For us, it's a rest every day in Christ, 24-7, abiding in Him, trusting in Him. What a place to be. You see, that he, it said here in Hebrews chapter 4, it says, He that has entered into that rest in Christ has ceased from His own works, as God did from His. We're rested. Isn't that good news? It's not good news to the religious person. They want to be told, look, you need to do this, and you should be doing that, and you need to keep the Ten Commandments, and you, and, and you, you, you. No, no, the good news is about him, not about me, not about you. It's about him. It's Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. We preach not ourselves. You can soon tell whether a preacher is preaching about themselves. We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, the Bible says, and ourselves, your servants, for Christ's sake. We exalt and magnify and honor him. God has given us an amazing rest in Christ. And even Jesus, when he moved around, he didn't go rushing from one place to the other. Remember when they brought him news that um, Lazarus, his friend, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, Lazarus, his friend, he was sick. And then he just, he just went about carrying on with what he was doing. By the time he finally got to the family in that, they said, well, Lazarus has been dead for four days. He's not only sick now, he's been in the grave four days. Jesus didn't go rushing off after everyone's woman fancy. Even with his friends, he, was just, he just went about, led of the Spirit, fulfilling the will of his Father. He didn't rush about. It's good to rest, eh? You're feeling at rest today. It's good. Rest in peace. <laughs> R.I.P. You often see that on a gravestone, don't you? So I'm glad you're laughing because it's not morbid. God wants us to enjoy eternal life, not when we depart from the scene. He doesn't want us to rest in peace when we finally 
get the end of our lives. He wants us to rest in peace now. He wants us to enjoy the life of Christ right now. Why leave it to later? Too late. Too late then. Isaiah 40 and verse 31 says, and we've got this on the gateposts at home, it says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So we had the first thing the Sabbath rest teaches us is to wait upon the Lord. The second thing is that we are to trust in the Lord. It teaches us to trust in the Lord. You see, for the children of Israel, they, they were only just to collect enough manna each day when God fed them, just like he feeds the sparrows that Jesus talked about in the New Testament. When the children of Israel were going through the wilderness, they didn't have the four square down the road or the dairy on the corner. They relied on God to provide them. Amazing miracle every day for a couple of million people or more. And so they collected enough manna for every day. Some thought, oh, well, there's more out there. I better get some in case this doesn't appear tomorrow. And then it bred worms and stunk. But on the sixth day, God did another miracle. He said he'll give them plenty so that they can collect enough for two days. And when they came to eat it, it didn't breed worms and stink. And so he provided for them. And he even taught them to rest in him through the wilderness journey and wait upon the Lord. See, we've got, to, we've got to trust God with what we've got. We've got to trust Him with what we've got. We've got to trust Him with our time. We've got to trust Him with our children. We've got to trust Him with our business. We've got to trust Him with everything. He is a very capable God. There is a rest in Christ if you abide in Him that surpasses anything that we can even imagine. And I don't like moving out of that rest because when you do and you start striving, it gets quite difficult. Life can become heavy, but there's just something refreshing about a rest. I've been enjoying R&R over the Christmas and New Year break. I feel revitalized. I feel re restored. I feel, I feel that I've accomplished more by doing nothing than when I, I did in the whole last three months before Christmas. Praise God. Looking forward to the year that's ahead. Excited about what the Lord has for us, for our family, for our church, in this next year. What about you? Are you rested? Are you resting in the Lord Jesus Christ? Praise His name. So God doesn't need a rest, and He doesn't rest, but He's designed us to need a rest. And if we really learn about it, we, we don't just rest at the end of the year. We should rest at the start of the year. We don't just rest at the end of the day. We should rest at the start of the day. See, when we, we believe in grace and the message of God's grace and favor here at Excite, and we believe in working from rest, not for rest, not striving all day and then finally getting worn out and having a rest. You see, when you read how God did things when he created the heaven and the earth, we read the evening and the morning were the first day. Not the morning and then the night. It was the night first, then the morning. And then he worked from rest. There was, there's a picture in that, you see. You'd think it would say that there was the first day and then there was night and God had a rest and the next day he was ready to go again. No, it says the evening and the morning were the first day. The day starts with the evening. Amazing, isn't it? Opposite to what we think, what we're conditioned to think. 
Praise God. So we learn to work from rest. The Sabbath uh, rest teaches us to say no to self. <clears throat> That's what we read in Hebrews chapter um, 4. You guys are just about making me cry here. <laughs> no, you're not. No, no, I'm completely at rest. So he said, that he that has entered into that rest has ceased from his own works. It teaches us to say no to self. You know, there's no room for you in Christ. The old self, your ways, your thoughts, there's only room for him. He is Lord of all. And if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. The rest in Jesus teaches us no to self. You see, there's no sin in heaven. If you're abiding in Christ, there's no sin in his body. In Jesus, he's perfect. He's the Lamb of God. He is holy. He's without spot, without blemish. God has a rest for us in him. And to enter in, we've ceased from our own works. We're trusting in him. We're waiting upon him with all our hearts. And the Sabbath rest, fourthly, puts our focus on God. Because that's all that's left. That's why we love to lift up our hands, to lift up our eyes, to look to the Lord when we come here. Physically, but more than that, there's something within that's doing that. Spiritually, we're looking to Him. We see Him. It's like when we take the emblems, it's, we're not just feeding on bread and wine, or bread and, and, and the fruit of the vine, grape juice. But we're feeding on the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're living the eternal life that flowed through his veins that he shared. He gave his life so that we might have that eternal life. It's more than that. He didn't say, this is a symbol of my body, which is for you. He said, this is my body. This is a new covenant in my blood, which is shared for many. This is my blood. We partake of him through the eyes of faith. And that's what rest is all about. You see, one day there was an axeman. And he was challenged by another axeman to an all-day chopping competition. And this other guy was really keen to beat him. So they're out there chopping all day, and the the challenger, he worked really hard, and he he only stopped for a very brief lunch break and uh, flat out chopping all day. The other man had a leisurely lunch, took several, several breaks during the day, And at the end of the day, the challenger was surprised and annoyed to find that the other fellow had chopped substantially more wood than he had chopped. I don't get it, he said. Every time I checked, you were taking a rest, yet you chopped more wood than I did. But you didn't notice, said the winning axeman, that I was sharpening my axe when I sat down. You see? You know, you're going to be a lot more sharper for God to use if you take a regular rest. In the, nat- in the natural, but if you rest in Christ and you find your life that is hid with Him, if you rest in the Lord spiritually, you will be of use for God. Where He leads, you will follow. You will be totally dedicated, not just to the Lord, but to His people. Jesus said, Matthew 25, uh, 40, and as much as you do it to these the least of my brethren, you're doing it unto me, whether they're in prison, whether they're naked. They said, well, when did we see you in prison and visited you or naked and clothed you? They said, when you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. How you treat your brothers and sisters, whether they meet here at Excite or at the Baptist Church or the AOG or any other church in Northland, how you treat them is how you're treating Jesus himself. It's good, eh? Praise God, don't you love his people? I love seeing the Christ in each one of you. 
That's good. I want to encourage that Christ, the Lord in us, that we grow in him, feed on him, hunger after him, seek him with all our hearts, find all our joy, our pleasure, our delight in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise his name. Praise his name. Refocus. So not only do we rest, but we also need to refocus. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, my eyes are getting to that stage where they need a bit of refocusing. Sometimes I find it a bit blurry, a bit hard to read. But um, so I have glasses I'm starting to use for reading glasses. But I find that when I put those on, it's quite, quite annoying. It's all, all very well when you're looking at the page, but when you look up and look at somebody, they're all blurred. So it's quite confusing. But at any rate, they only cost $3 from the $3 shop. <laughs> But it does help. Refocus. I think at the start of this year, we need to refocus. Not only rest in Christ, but refocus. Look to him. And that's what the psalmist said in Psalm 121 and verse 1. He said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, or really beyond the hills. From whence comes my help? Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. My help comes from the Lord. Let's refocus on Him. He can do, I like what Aaron was saying about the, what God can do. Or was it Dave? Dave, sorry. You know, He can do so much. Well, someone was saying this morning, both of you. He can do so much if we look to Him, if we trust in Him with our family, with our business. If you're looking for a job, trust in the Lord. He's promised to provide for us. He feeds the sparrows. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the rest will be added. Solomon uh, could have asked for money, but he didn't. He asked for wisdom, and he got all the rest. If we just refocus, it'll all come clear. It's like putting on those glasses and being able to see again. The words seemed, oh, didn't realize the words were so clear until you put the glasses on. Refocus. Where's God's focus? God's focus is on his son. God, the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. He said from an open heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He has made him to be head over all things to the church, Jesus. God's put everything under his feet. Where is Jesus' focus? God's focus is in his Son. Jesus' focus was always to the Father. He said, I do always the things that please the Father. He says, whatever the Father gives me to do, that, those are the things I do. Even though it meant going to the cross for us and bearing our shame and our sin and our selfishness and guilt and just going through all he went through, we'll never understand or be ever to be able to appreciate fully what it meant for the holy, spotless Lamb of God to go through what he went through to redeem us. We'll never be able to understand that. But God put his focus in his son and he never failed. It even said in Isaiah, he shall not fail. Nor lift up nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break and a smoking flax shall he not quench. It says that in Isaiah. He was, he was never going to fail. And he never will fail. And our God never slumbers or sleeps. And he's always got the answer for us. And where is your focus? Where's my focus? Let's refocus upon him. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's Lord of all. Praise His name. I just love looking to Jesus because I've never been disappointed in Him. It says in Philippians 2 and verse 10, it says, At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue 
shall confess that he is Lord. Both of those things on the earth and under the earth. Those things in heaven as well. The knee of poverty bows to the Lord Jesus Christ. The knee of family relationships, marriages, bows to Jesus. Every need you have will bow the knee to Jesus if you refocus and look to him. He is Lord of all. He is Lord of all. On the other hand, the Bible tells us that there's no peace, says the Lord, to the wicked. They have no peace. Those who don't look to the Lord, those who go their own way, please themselves, do what they want to do, wayward in heart. That's the wicked. It says that in the Word. There is no peace, says the Lord, to the wicked. But we have great peace as we refocus, as we look to the Lord Jesus Christ and find our Sabbath rest in Him. See, whatever we focus on gets bigger and bigger. Have you ever, have you ever worked that out in life? If you focus on what someone said about you, and you meditate on that for a little while, and then at night when you're laying in bed, think about it more, it gets quite bigger, and you get quite annoyed, and they have no right to say that about me. And, and, and it can grow arms and legs, and it started off, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. But then later on in the day, someone on your shoulders bringing it to your remembrance and saying, yes, 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 you know, they said this, and it gets bigger and bigger. Bigger and bigger. Whatever you focus on grows. Let us focus on the Lord, eh? Let Him become bigger and bigger in our mind's eye, in our hearts. Let Him occupy every area in our hearts. Let us trust in Him at all times. Let us set our affections on things that are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God. The reason why we can enjoy such rest and we can refocus on Christ is because of all that He paid for us at the cross. It was because He uttered those words, it's finished there at the cross 2,000 years ago. We don't need to add to it. We can enter into it. It is finished. It is finished, he said. And so Jesus could say in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest for your souls. You find rest. You'll find it in me. You know, God, the Lord has been giving rest to the land the last few days. I just think that was just amazing, that rain. The all-wise, all-knowing God knew what the parched land needed, the soil needed. It was dry and it was hard and it didn't need thunderstorms where the rain just poured down and you had an inch in an hour and it all ran off down the drains. But he just brought a refreshing rain over two days that was able to soften the ground and soak in gently. And he wants to bring that refreshing rain right into your life, right into your heart and the spirit. And he just wants to soften you towards one another. And he wants to just refresh you this year. He wants to bring a year of blessing and breakthrough for you all so that we too will become refreshing to our community. And everyone will say, well, how come you guys are different? And they'll see Christ in us. And we'll become the light of the world as we rest and refocus in Him. This is a month of R&R, rest and refocus. My brother, my sister, God wants you to rest and refocus. Amen.